This is Brother Hassan. This is the late night hour. Ujama <laughs> <laughs> plays after dark. <laughs> you you gonna hear us serenade the mics tonight? <laughs> Light your candles and dim the lights down. <laughs> Make sure you get them roses ready for your baby girl. Yeah. Got <laughs> Barry White. <laughs> Oh, no, no, man. <laughs> a Black Man Sketch, a podcast by Ujama Men. This is Brother Hassan, and you are back with the Black Man Sketch. This is episode four. I'm here with Trevor Griffiths and Trey, aka Magic Journey, and our special guest, Sister Aisha Wadu. Now, you do something called uh, energy healing. Can you tell me a little bit more about that and how you got into it? Mostly I'm a massage therapist mm-hmm. um, for the general, you know, public population, all that good stuff. Um, but I, I did go and uh, receive my certifications for energy work, doing Reiki, um, cranial sacral, where I take the um, sacrum and the cranium and I balance the spinal fluid mm-hmm. in between wow. um, mm. because it has its own rhythm and beat. Um, so it doesn't run on the pulse or the heartbeat. It has its own beat. Mm-hmm. So uh, a lot of times with the damage that we get to our spines, um, we have to rebalance that rhythm. Wow. That is my first time hearing those <laughs> yeah. two words right there. Right? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. Right? Um, but uh, there's a multitude of um, energy works that we take and you know, kind of mix and mesh and, you know, things like that. So there's another technique called polarity therapy where I'm taking your body's energy and rebalancing it, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, which I'm telling you, you'd be surprised on how numb your arm really is, you know, until you reactivate that connection. Mm -hmm. So polarity therapy is really, really dope. Um, And actually, I'd say that's my favorite. (laughs) How long have you been... Doing this going on 14 years, wow, yeah, wow. yeah. 14 oh, yeah. years. Oh, yeah, how'd you get into this? Well, <laughs> my grandmother, um, who we call Um, uh, we just uh, lost her last year, and uh, she was a master herbologist. Um, so I grew up with uh, learning how to take clays and muds and using those. Um, she had two green thumbs. <laughs> I mean, hey. your plant would be brown and she'd bring it back, you know. That's crazy. Yeah, oh yeah. Dang. Uh, it was beautiful. Um, and I grew up Islamic, so I grew up Muslim. Mm-hmm. And there was a a philosophy that I took the wrong way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was that paradise lies at your parents' feet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was also brought up in with the Nation of Islam. Mm-hmm. And so they believe that, you know, the village is your parents, you know, things mm-hmm. like that. And yeah. so I was like, oh, well, so everybody that comes in to come pray, I need to massage their feet. <laughs> right? <laughs> so I did. I, I would massage everybody's feet, you know, and they go, oh, sister Aziza, oh, when I come to your home, I just, I feel so welcome. You know, I get food, I get my feet done, you know. So it was, you know, that was my way in. And I'd say I was about 12 and my grandmother was like, uh, why do you massage everybody's feet? And I was like, well, you said that paradise lies at everybody's feet. And she just laughed so hard. She's like, no. People thought you had a foot yeah. fetish, man. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, but I'm a good foot massager, hey. I'll tell you what. Hey. <laughs> right? I might need that. Right? Well, she told me one day that I'll, I, you know, I make a good massage therapist. 
Um, and when I was a teenager, funny thing, it was my, my alias was Tanea and I was a masseuse before I knew that I should be calling myself a massage therapist. Wow. Right? So I wonder why people are like, oh yeah, really? You know, so. <laughs> but I never did anything, never touched anybody. It was just my alias. And mm-hmm. so if somebody called me down the street, Tanea, I'd be like, I'm <laughs> I don't know how she. <laughs> you know, so that was like my whole thing, and then I got serious about it. Huh? You know, um, and I'd say I was like at my lowest point in mm-hmm. life. I was like down. Mm-hmm. I was tired of hustling. I was tired of you know flipping from job to job. You know, oh my god, it was crazy. Um, and I literally, I was on the floor just crying. Had a newborn and. This commercial came on, and it was like, you can become a massage therapist. And I was like, what? <laughs> well, I haven't even heard that in a long time, you know? And then it went off before I could take the number down. I was like, damn. And the next commercial was the exact same commercial. I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, that is a wow. sign I'm writing it down. Right? I called all my sisters. We all went the next morning, and that was my road to becoming a massage therapist. But I didn't realize how much it was going to snatch on my abilities that I I'd already been, you know, having predestined for you know, yeah, exactly. right? That's yeah. how the universe works. Ooh, come mm-hmm. on. Then snatched me out of every oof, let me tell you. My original goal was mm-hmm. to be a queen pin. <laughs> wow. That part. <laughs> Good thing it changed. Goings was my dude. Like Donald <laughs> Goings like dope thing. What? Oh yeah, yeah. Black girl wild. Oh. Can't talk. What? Kenyatta's way. Oh my God. He's so militant. Like it was I had a whole thing in my head on how I was gonna be and how my soldiers were gonna be. Like I really was serious about this. And I kid you not, the Almighty snatched me through mm-hmm. my mom, through my grandmother, mm-hmm. you know, like brings mm-hmm. you back to you know, who you are. Exactly. And like we discussed earlier, you know, coming from Chicago, mm-hmm. just coming from the hood in general, it doesn't matter what mm-hmm. hood you come from. Right. You know, our first introduction to entrepreneurship is what? Yeah. <laughs> Street life. Right? Yeah. You know, so that was, you know, my, my upbringing, but I was always the one that everybody came to to talk to and, you know, just to be um, the healer of trauma, um, my homeboys breaking up with somebody or, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. But they were also my protectors, too. I'm glad you said that. I was just about to ask you now. You talked about the physical piece, um, the mental, spiritual healing. Like, what are some of the things that you've done or that you do to bring yourself um, or pick yourself back up if you if you down? Because we got a lot of people out here in the community, in the black community, um, one of the things that gets ignored or just not talked about is the mental health in black community. It's yep. it's like, I mean, just in general, if you tell somebody, you know, you might give them some advice on seeing a therapist when they hear, I'm not crazy. I ain't crazy. And you don't got to be crazy, to, you know. So what are some of those things that, that you can tell us about that you know, help oh. with? Ultimately, we come from the don't ask, don't tell, right? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what happens in my house stays in my house, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, and I mean, it's true to say that we all walk out of the house in kindergarten trained. Mm-hmm. Don't yep. you tell nobody what's going on in mm-hmm. my house. And if you do, I'm a, you know, mm-hmm. that, that whole, that is our first stop right there. Confidential. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people don't understand, nor do, do they realize um, the new Jim Crow is your mother, right? She is the new slave master, mm-hmm. right? So with that being said, right away, we're being told to obey, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. 
But there's certain things that we're also told that we shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. And that is talk to other people. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Even if they look like us, you know, yeah, people yeah. who've gone to school to become psychiatrists and mental health workers are still going through their own trauma. I'm watching them myself. Mm-hmm. I've worked on them myself, mm-hmm. you know, um, and the way that they go about it sometimes is just not conventional to us. It's not how we unwind and break right. down our traumas. So to go with their textbook. It's, it's scary to us, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's not something that we're used to. And when we step outside of the box, we feel like we're going to get in trouble, right. yeah. you know, because now we're working on ourselves. Now we're trying to unwind something that we didn't even really know was trauma. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. so when somebody identifies what you're going through as trauma, it's like. What you talking about? Mm-hmm. Everybody I know. Like all the homies do this. It's the like, norm. Yeah. It's you know, normal. Right? It became the norm. Exactly. Yeah. So ultimately, the the seed of it all is that we don't even recognize that it's there. Mm-hmm. You know, like just trying to justify the tragedies that's been going on. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But when you find out that trauma is really fear, then mm-hmm. you really push it away. Yeah. As far as help goes. I want to piggyback off that. I know uh, a little bit about my background is I went to. Uh, college and I was going for to be a psychologist and so even before that I was always kind of like that had been my interest from middle school so getting into psychology and just philosophy at a young age do you think that in our community that is something that we might be lacking something that we do need like a lot of yes (laughs) absolutely (laughs) especially philosophy because we're we're told have truths Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of philosophies that we grew up with are have truths, you know, um, that we go by from the word of master, you mm-hmm. know. And as we remember now, our new master in the new age is your mother. Mm-hmm. It's not the slave owner anymore. She has been trained to obey, mm-hmm. period, right? And so with that being said, to know philosophy and to know the mind, mm-hmm. ooh, let me tell you. It, it it helps you break down into the heart, you know, like when, when people say you should operate in a higher frequency, that mm. is operating in the mind. Right. You know, um, when people say that you're um, vibrating low, that's you vibrating in your animalistic self. Mm. You know, that's the lower chakras. Right. right? That's the um, I got to eat. I got to sleep. Right. Yeah. I got to do what I got to do. Right. Yeah, right. To survive. Yeah. Exactly. Basic instincts. Right. Mm-hmm. Basic instincts. And so those are the lower vibrations. Mm-hmm. But when you get into that higher vibrational self, the thing you have to break through first is the heart. Mm-hmm. I want to say, like, to touch on what you just said, the animalistic mm-hmm. uh, self, uh, lower vibration. Well, I come from, you know, higher self, lower self. It was worded like that. But um, growing up and having my mom tell me those things, like, you know, what happened in here, stay in here. Uh, mm-hmm. um, then I got my brothers, who they running around, they doing what they want. I got four brothers and four sisters in one house, and mm-hmm. then, like, four or five outside of the household. And I'm, I'm not the youngest, but I was the young one. So I'm looking up to people doing the wrong thing, 
and I'm, I'm following behind that. And then I live in these areas. I just told you my last address was 112 in Whitworth. That was in the 90s. So it was like the Wild West out there. Mm-hmm. So your mind state automatically goes to survival mode. Everything that you see around you is normal. It's traditional in a sense. That when I grow up, this is what I'm going to do. This is going to be my brother was this. My father was this. Mm-hmm. My uncle was this. Sometimes even my mother was this. The people I see outside are doing this. So you automatically in that mode. And then you got to try to detach from that. Because it was a point where I didn't have nobody telling me. You know, I had a sprinkle of people in my life like, this is right, this is wrong. But when I started to see it on my own, it was excuse me, it was hard to break away from that. Like, you know, I feel that this ain't right. But... This is what I've been doing for so long. And then you got people around you that when you try to pull away, they pull you back in. So I definitely can understand the brothers and the sisters that's out there um, that's in that mind state and you you kind of looking for a way out and you feeling all these different emotions and you got all this different pain and trauma. You don't know how to identify it. Um, you don't want to talk about it. And it's like you can feel trapped. You know what I'm saying? Um what are some of the ways that you've used or that you know through the work that you do where you can break free from that? Well, let me tell you something. Family is a challenge. Um, I'm the oldest. So mm-hmm. um, I grew up with my mom. We're exactly 20 years apart, you know. Um, and so with that being said, the way that we grow up, even though it is what they would consider um, lower level, mm-hmm. right, the way that we grow up, we still grow up in the family business, mm-hmm. right? It's still a family business because your brothers and sisters did it. Boom, you went right into it too, mm-hmm. you know, whether it be gangs, gangs and drugs, right? Or just mm-hmm. drugs, mm-hmm. right? So this is a family business. When you look at the upper class or even the middle class who runs family businesses, it's hard to detach from that. Mm-hmm. That right. is a challenge, right? Because when they look at you, they're like, hey, man. You got to keep this going, you expect it right? Because we got to mm-hmm. eat, mm-hmm. period. And that's how everybody's looking at it. You got to eat. It's time to eat. We got to eat. And mm-hmm. we've been keeping it going. So when you come up, we've been showing you the ropes, right? You got all the connects. You know this. You know that. Mm-hmm. And blase. It's the same in middle and higher class, right? right. We're, we're operating on the same system. It's a system, right? Yes. And so with that being said, all you have to do is look at your coming up your come up right do you want to stay on that level do you want your family business to stay on that level and how you gonna flip it right and a lot of times what it takes is for uh, a, a mighty being right mm-hmm. to change what it is that they're doing their vibration and show the ones under them and sometimes even the ones over them that hey look it can be done i've already done it i've paved the way mm-hmm. let's get it popping Right, right, exactly. Like this is, and I'm, and I kid you not, this has been my process for a very long time with my sisters. And I got all sisters, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. all of them extremely talented, you know. And I had to keep it pushing. If if I continue to wait on them, then I'm going to be under that glass ceiling looking at everybody else like, dang, I know I should be up there, right. you know. And so instead of continuing to look through a glass ceiling, Break that bad boy. Mm-hmm. It's like a, you got the you got the power and the ability to do it. Yeah, right. And it's literally all up in here. 
and here. Mm-hmm. You know, if you love your family enough to walk away from them, they're not going nowhere. Mm-hmm. They're not going nowhere. You have to you have to have that kind of courage. Yeah. Right. That is what is considered the dark part. You know? I feel like a lot of times through my experience, sometimes like family will wait on one person. That one person take the step and then, OK, he jumped out there. I'm going to jump to maybe the water mm-hmm. not that deep. So it do be like that sometimes. Um, some of the things that we've talked about here at Ujama in um, the cognitive skills class was uh, when it came to boys, you're a young boy, um, you fall, you hurt your knee. It's like, uh-uh, ain't no crying. Get up. Shake it off. You a man. You know what I'm saying? So that uh, mind state, and I'm just thinking about what you said when you was talking about uh, not talking about things. That mind state that I, I can't cry, yeah. it kind of leads to I can't talk about this. How I'm going to look expressing this. And that's another thing that I know for me kept me like in a shell with a lot of uh, things that I could have healed from a lot sooner. A lot of trauma that I could have dealt with. Feeling like I can't talk about it. I can't go ask this person how you deal with this or say, this is how I'm feeling. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Like being in that state where you're like, well, I know I have, I know I want to get stuff done. I want, I have this agenda that I want to get done, but it feels that shame of asking for help where, you know, we have this mindset of, oh, I need to be independent in order to succeed in this world. I need to be independent to be, you know, just to, just to make a statement to the people around you, you know, and, I feel like that's not it's not the case anymore. We're starting to learn that, you know, we need each other in order to build into a better light and build uh, our our empires. You know, you can't build an empire by yourself. It's going to take you a lifetime and it's not even going to be finished. So and then some people are able to get there, but they still have certain help to get to that point. Still, like even though you're being an independent person, you're still reaching out for help in order to get to this spot, you know, so you can't be fully independent. You can't be fully dependent. You know, you got to be interdependent in order to get to the things that you really want in life. I feel like uh, a lot of that may be wrong, but I like to look at it as that nature versus nurture stuff. Cause here we are. I'm like, okay, are we this way because this is who we, how we are mm-hmm. or is it how we were raised? Mm-hmm. And again, like the environment, like you were saying, those challenges that you have to come into where it's maybe you can't express your emotions the way you want to. Mm-hmm. You're told like, no, that's not, that's what, not what you do. Now you're a man, you know, that's not what we do. Mm-hmm. Like, but it's okay to do it in these certain situations. Right. You're allowed to be angry. You're allowed to be mad. Mm-hmm. Anything like aggressive. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Yeah. Animalistic. Yeah. Animalistic, yes. Well, now that now that you've come to the determination on where your trauma comes from, where it's hard for you to express emotions, how do you change that with your own children? Mm -hmm. That that's you know, that's Mm -hmm. where you change it, right? That's where you break the chain. Right. Right. You deal with your children. And and now that I don't know how many of you have children, but having children you're able to break that chain. I think yeah. that's, for me, that's what like, started it for me. I had my daughter when I was 18, turning 19. And like with her, I wanted her to be tough. But I was never like hard on her, you know what I mean? But certain situations where like 
all of my I got four children. I got one girl, three boys. My my girl is my oldest. But if she cry, I let her cry, let her get out. And now after so long, I'll be okay. Now it's time to shake it off. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? This is yeah. what you do after. And that was foreign for me. I promise you, like, it's still a little bit yeah. of a weird feeling <laughs> for, you know, my son just made three last Monday. And no mm-hmm. children are bad. They just kids. Yeah. But <laughs> this little boy. <laughs> yeah. he, he liked to get into stuff. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? That. And, like, you heard me. I was talking to him on the phone. And I'm like, yeah. put that down. You yeah. Know, but, <laughs> like, with him, like, it's it's when I embrace him. It's, it's love and it makes me feel good, but it's always this thought in the back. It's a, a funny, I never had it, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, like yo, like, you make, how would my life yeah. have been right. if I had these these things that people look at that's so small? They really enormous, man, because it makes all the difference in the world and it, it makes me feel good that I'm able to, to do that and be there for them like that. Um, so I would never. Be like, don't cry. Right. I used to hear that. Well, I mean, you got to look where <laughs> we come from, you know. We come from the the background of what they consider our moms to be, angry and black. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, extremely independent, right? And so with that, that feeling that you get, you know, that's, that's you stepping outside of your box. Mm-hmm. You know, it's stepping outside of something that you're used to seeing that, that you want. So this is, this is your own emotion. I feel like you should tap into that, mm-hmm. into that, that exact emotion. Like, well, well, what does this feel like when I bring it out? Mm-hmm. You know, because it might, it might come with tears. You yeah, know? It, it's real you emotional I mean? for me. But as you say, you brought up the angry black mom thing. One thing that I've been thinking about lately, like, when I was a kid and my mom would get mad at the stuff I was doing, um, when you a kid, you don't you don't think like, dang, what what was my mom life like? Mm-hmm. You know, as a grown man now, I'm 29. I look back and I think about all the stuff I went through. Right, I know my mom went through stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got so many unresolved issues. I know she had them too. But when you a kid, you don't you don't look at it like that. Mm-hmm. And for a mother to get that label, it's like. It hurt a little bit when I like, hey, you know, angry black mom, you know, I got we all got moms like you don't know her. <laughs> don't be yeah. saying yeah, like, yeah. You don't know deserved. her pain, you don't know her yeah, struggle, exactly. you know right. what I'm saying? Like it's it's deep, man. It's real deep. I mean, but that's where the anger came from. I mean, it's it's both sides trauma. Mm-hmm. You know, literally both sides trauma. Mm-hmm. And and the amount of trauma that we come from without seeing our triumph. Mm-hmm. Oh my, I'm telling you. It's, it's, that is the imbalance in the black community. We only see what we failed at. We only see mm-hmm. what we're shown. Television is them telling you a vision that mm-hmm. they want you to act mm-hmm. out, yeah. right? And so, um, like when you say, you know, I know kids aren't bad. Well, okay, when you look at C- TV, and and I'm going to go there. When you look at TV and you see a white man exploring all over the place, and you're like, man, that's cold. You know what? I'm mm-hmm. going that mountain. A kid would do that. Yeah. They're right. scientists. They're mm-hmm. natural scientists. Literally. They're Explore. all scientists. Right? And and you are uh, what will be considered God. Mm-hmm. Right? Because you're looking over them. You're watching over them. You're the protector. You're their guardian. Mm-hmm. You know, all of that good stuff. Right? Fuck. And so you keep them from, from taking poisonous things because they pay attention to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas in nature, uh, somebody will pay attention to an animal. Mm-hmm. Right? To see what animals eat. 
yeah. right? And then they'll go with what an animal eat naturally, yeah. <laughs> right? Um, but you do have certain people who are like, "Ooh, well, what does this frog taste?" You know? okay. <laughs> I wonder how they figured out it was like a belly. You know, you know what I'm saying? So, like with kids, they're natural scientists, and when you look mm. at them like that then you can give them an arena to explore in, you know? That's what I do with my children. I have four mm -hmm. as well, and I have two boys and two girls. Um, and my boys, oh, I'm telling you, I'm like, boy, 10-5, <laughs> 10-5, I'm 10 yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, I mean, you forget the whole, like, numbering system with, with boys sometimes, you know? And so, but you have to look at who they're supposed to be, right? Um in this society, right? right? And so, like, when you look at how, how we're supposed to shape and mold a boy right now, it's kind of all over the place, mm -hmm. right? And then so what do we do? We go back to our natural, you know, what we learned. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's why you feel this uneased, you know, feeling when you make a different decision. We're, we're in a time where alchemy is great. Yeah. Right. It's true. I'm telling you, like, if you ain't coming up with something new, mm -hmm. then you're not doing your job. Right. And, and you're you're doing a disservice to yourself, you know. And so um, one of the one of the main things that I speak on when I'm speaking to my people in general, um, mm -hmm. whether they be a client or just my people, you know, mm -hmm. um, you have to look at you. Stop looking at mom. Now you've grown. Stop right. looking at what dad didn't do. Now you've grown. Right. And, and, and one of the main things that I was raised with was don't regret nothing, mm -hmm. right? And so why, why is that said in our house? Don't regret nothing. Why is that said in our house? You have to look at what wasn't regretted that was done for us, to us, mm -hmm. until they're, what, maybe 10th generation now? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where they're like, you know what, you know, y'all. You know, our great, 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 our forefathers have done us a, a, a disservice. They have mm. held these people hostage for 400 years. Like, you know, like, <laughs> like yeah. literally now we're getting that um, we, we are in a form of water. Mm. Right. What happens when water comes from the actual lake or river? It evaporates mm. in that process. It, it runs through us. Yeah. Right. Mm. How much water do we hold? Mm. You know what I'm saying? So we are water. You know, and so with that being said, this cleanses the frequencies of that water, mm. you know, molecularly, that's, if you want to say your air, deep. right? That's you deep. can even take an onion and put it under your kid's bed and it cleans the air and, and the energy in the room, you know, and it doesn't stink until it has absorbed what it needs to absorb in the room. So if they're sick, things like that, you can put onions on their feet and under their bed and it'll draw all the toxins out of their Air and out of their body. You know, wow. I heard my grandmother say that. Mm -hmm. Something about some onions. Onions are good. Baby. I thought she was tripping. <laughs> and I'm going to show you. This is what I do with, with energy healing, right? So um, this here was my grandmother's stone. This was in her garden my whole life. And before she passed, she gave it to me. So this is a master stone, right? And this is a, a trigonic uh, crystal quartz. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I use this as a wand. This has been introduced to so many energies. Um, just such a master healer. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so I use this and you can pass it around. You can actually feel um, sometimes it's tingly in your hand. Um, sometimes you feel it in your head, depending on where you are in your your field. Right. Sometimes mm -hmm. you can feel it in your stomach, anywhere. It, it will it will let you know. Where it's all going. Feels when you pulled it out. <laughs> right. My favorite one is 
the quartz crystal, um, rose quartz at that, right? And so I brought these rose quartz for each of you. Oh, wow. Um, Thank you. Well, universe told me y'all were in your heart already. So. It's funny because I've been, <laughs> <laughs> I guess I manifested. I've been thinking about yeah. getting one. That's See, crazy. <laughs> right? Right? Oh, my you God. Develop and grow that passion, that love, you know. Maybe a darker one. I always say carry them with you, especially in this time of your transition. Um, you going into a three-year, you know, um, it's going to be a little bit of a challenge, but definitely it's going to be that year where you learn a lot about yourself. Um, turning 30 is a three-year. Mm-hmm. Also do uh, kind of readings with numerology as well. So, you know, with that being said, look at the year that you're going into. For example, if you're turning like, 24 right mm-hmm. you take the two and the four what is two and four Five, six. six right mm-hmm. six means you need to take a step back mm-hmm. and check out some things step outside of your box okay you know what i'm saying so i'm 25 mm-hmm. so you're in a transition year right mm-hmm. um meaning seven right yeah so it's a divine year Mm-hmm. And this is a transitional year for you. I've been right? feeling it. Yeah, man. So that money is calling to you for real. Yeah. You know what I'm that's saying? That's crazy. <laughs> it ain't crazy. See, crazy means cracks, right? We have mm-hmm. cracks in our brains. Don't develop too much crazy. You might go into the maniac stage. You don't want to go that far, right? <laughs> no, so no. everything ain't crazy. Let it be. Mm-hmm. Know that it's supposed to be, right? Mm-hmm. Be careful with the words you use. Remember, those are swords. The, the first sword was a word, not, not a sword. Mm, right yeah. you never pulled your sword unless you went to battle for real for real and it's still the same in the street you don't pull that gun if you ain't gonna use it mm. right so it's the same with your words don't pull them words if you ain't ready for them you know because when you write letters down on a piece of paper what are you doing the spells there you go yep. right you're spelling you can't say no other word conjuring, mm-hmm. conjuring yeah, <laughs> what else sure. comes with it right i mean you literally there's no other words for putting words on paper Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, and we can go deep into what I do, symbology, you name it, you know, like this is the things that we need to be learning because these are our original languages. Right. Mm-hmm. And so these stones were how we communicated without using words. Right. We were atonal beings. We used tune. That's why music speaks to us. Mm-hmm. So when you speak music, you speak in my language. Right. Yeah. That's why the violin, the saxophone, mm. right? Everything, all of those, you know, ways of music speaks to us. But who goes to an orchestra? Well, right? I just want to thank you so much for being here. I mean, we had a great conversation. I've learned a lot. Also, got to learn a little more about my my brothers here, a lot about you, and just what's really missing in the community. And I think we can definitely revisit this conversation. And I hope soon. Mm-hmm. So thank you. Ashe. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook at A Black Man Sketch and subscribe to A Black Man Sketch everywhere you listen to podcasts. This is Brother Hassan signing out. This is Trevor signing off. And this is Trey signing off.